All right, guys, welcome back. Episode number 31 of the Plumecast. Another week, another fun week. I had tons of videos out this week, so make sure to go check those out if you haven't yet. Daily Xbox content if you're new to this channel. And if this is the first video you've clicked on, this is actually my weekly podcast that I do at the end of every single week, which I talk about some stuff I didn't get to throughout the week or just kind of doubled down on some of the videos that I I forgot to say certain things, forgot to add some more opinions to it. But yeah, this is my weekly podcast. And if you've been watching the last couple of weeks, you saw that my buddy Joe was on and he's going to take a break. So it's just going to be me now for the foreseeable future. Or maybe I found somebody else to come on. We'll have to wait and see how that happens. But it, it was fun. I've known Joe for a long time and we, we hang out all the time. We watch football, we play video games, we talk about video games, all that kind of stuff. So it was great to just get some of his opinions on some of the stuff going on within the video game industry. But you're going to have to just be uh, happy with me right now, at least for for a little bit. But um, yeah, so lots of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about Xbox. Phil Spencer quotes that he, he had a lot of interviews this week. I made videos on most of them, but there is one really interesting thing that he talked about in terms of the future of Xbox and his excitement that I want to go over. Uh, Jason Ronald as well was on the Iron Lords podcast last week, and he had a bunch of quotes in there too. So I went over a lot of them throughout the week, but he talks about the, the DVR feature, the video capture feature on Xbox. We'll talk about that. And uh, Black Friday, is was it just happened. So there was lots of cool deals out there. And uh, the Xbox Series S has done very, very well. But before we get into all of that stuff, if you're new here or if you're not, as you guys know, I drink a beer on every single Plumecast. And this week's beer is a 7% beer and it is a smoothie sour beer with passion fruit and mango. And it's from Muskoka Brewery. I've had this beer multiple times already. I picked up a bunch when I went to that brewery uh, last month and... I love it. I don't know. I love sour. I love sour candies. I love pretty much just anything sour. So this beer, I had never had a beer this sour before, but it really just it hits the spot. You can kind of sip on it slowly. And then it has that 7% if uh, you are looking to have a fun, relaxing night with a stronger beer. But as always, let me know what you guys are drinking in the comments below and give me some suggestions and I will uh, take a look out for those. I, I know the last couple of weeks have all been beers from the Muskoka, Ontario area because when I was there, I just went to all these breweries and I just bought a ton of beer. My fridge is now slowly starting to empty out with them and I'll have to head out to the uh, to the beer store, the liquor store sometime soon to, to refill all that. So that's the beer. In terms of what I've been playing this week, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have already guessed it. It's been Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite. And man, do I love Halo Infinite. It is so damn fun. It is so fun. Like I can't stop thinking about playing the game. I just recently finished all my weeklies. I got the ultimate unlock. And now I'm just playing and not even worrying about any of the challenges and just really, you know, just taking in the gameplay and the mechanics, the maps, the vehicles, everything within this game. I, th I honestly think already I can see this being the best, be the best by far Halo Infinite multiplayer experience that we have ever gotten. If, if they do it properly in terms of the content that they are going to continue to add and in terms of the events and the the playlists and 
more maps and all that kind of stuff that comes with keeping a multiplayer game alive. And I mean, when it comes to the overall multiplayer, the biggest issue right now for most people is the progression and the battle pass. For the majority of people out there, they think that the gameplay is awesome. They just want more stuff when it comes to the progression and battle pass. And I don't know, there is, a, I agree. I'm going to put it like this. When I, f I didn't really think that the progression and the challenges and all that kind of stuff was bad like that bad honestly and i know may i'm not sure, i'm not a i love halo it's my favorite franchise so i guess you could consider me a halo fanboy but i will definitely if i think something is really terrible like criticize it i didn't think that the the progression was that slow it, w it really wasn't like and t and then when I finished, well, to put it in perspective, I'm level 22 or 21 right now. I've played the game, I'd say 35 to 40 hours. And I like how you kind of have to work sometimes to get more XP after a game. Like some of the challenges, there is a bit of work you have to do. It is relatively hard for some of them. Like maybe getting, it took me so long to get 15 kills with the commando rifle because I was just terrible with it. I mean, for some people that may be super easy, but for me, took me a long ass time i'm just terrible with that gun and i was kind of okay with that i was okay that it wasn't just a walk in the park every single match in order to complete a challenge i think it shouldn't be like that i think you need to earn that xp it's a free-to-play game and it just makes it more engaging for me at least but now that i finished all my weeklies and i've unlocked the ultimate weekly challenge and all that kind of stuff all i have left for i guess the next two days or so or by the time you guys hear this one day i'm assuming to do is just the daily win a match or play a match XP, which is 50 points every time that you finish a match. And that's where I kind of see there could be a big adjustment made. I think they should have more dailies. There shouldn't just be one daily thing, which is play a match. There should be the weekly stuff and then always have daily things rotating, whether they're easy or hard or whatever. It shouldn't matter. Just have dailies in there on top of the playing a match xp boost because i'm right now going to be sitting for two days with just that to do in order to to level up so that's something i think they really need to change and then the other thing that they need to change for sure is the matchmaking in terms of your input so i have heard and i've done this and to me for me it seems like it's working but people in my comments have told me it isn't working for them which is if you disable the crossplay feature system level on your xbox you should i guess theoretically only be playing with people who are on xbox using a controller but if that doesn't work then you're still going to get matched with people using mouse and keyboard and they really got to fix that they got to have something in game not just for ranked they do have it for ranked but have it for the quick play and big team battle and every single game mode where you can choose to only play with people using the same input as you because it makes a big difference it's just not fair really if you're somebody who's incredible with the mouse and keyboard you're always going to even with the aim assist on controller controller you're generally going to always be able to outgun the person on controller so that's the other thing that needs to be fixed but the battle pass and all that kind of stuff and progression and all all those things that people are really upset about it's good to give the feedbacks with 343 notes they know it they they know that with people are want improvements on that but uh it's gonna it's gonna happen 343 listens to their community and at the end of the day the um overall just gameplay is just incredible
just so so good even though right now i only ha all i have is the play a match xp thing i still go and play it all the time just because it's so much fun just in general it's that good is it really really is that good and i'm so much optimism for this game so much optimism for the future and for the campaign coming out so yeah other than that it's all i've been i don't know nothing else i picked up some black friday games that i haven't really jumped into yet picked up um guardians of the galaxy which was like great price half off and I heard it's a really good game, so I will eventually get to that. Picked up Tales of Arise, a game that I've always been waiting to play. Again, 50% off, so great price on that. I bit the bull. I know, I know a lot of people just, you know, they're done with COD, but I picked up Call of Duty Vanguard. I'm going to, again, 50% off. I decided to, to pick it up. And I'm going to play through the campaign, and I'll probably be playing some, some multiplayer matches in it. I enjoy the gunplay, so I'll be jumping into that. And then I picked up one just randomly for like 20 bucks and it was like Super Rumble Boxing Creed and I the Rocky movie series is like my favorite of all time. I absolutely love Rocky. I have every I have watched the movie I probably have watched the most is all of them in the series and the Creed movies were really really good too. I I loved the Creed movies. I guess like the only one I, that was kind of bad from Rocky was Rocky five. Yeah. That one wasn't great, but Rocky six, they came back out and it, I thought they did a great job with it, but I picked, it's like a cartoony Creed boxing game. I'm like, you know what? I got to add this to my collection. Even if I played for an hour, 20 bucks, another Rocky thing in my collection. I'm going to keep that there. So that's what I got on black Friday. And uh, yeah, but it's halo for now into the foreseeable future, <laughs> the way I see it with how good it is and the campaign is just around the corner so we'll end the intro off there again let me know in the comments below what you guys are playing and also let me know if you picked up anything on black friday i'd love to hear what stuff you guys picked up so i forgot to mention this as a topic but i'm going to start off today's show with the questions the community questions so every week i put out a post usually around wednesday or thursday and ask you guys to, if you have any questions about games but pretty much anything that isn't too crazy crazy personal right i will answer them but um, let's start off here. First question here from Live Phoenix two three three two asks: Do you think the co-op and Forge delay could impact Infinite in a bad way, like if players stop playing due to not enough content? And I do think that there will be some impact without co-op and Forge within season one. How much of a, an effect? I don't know in terms of the concurrent numbers because. The majority of people play Halo, believe it or not. Well, I mean, it's obvious, believe it or not. But the majority of people play Halo for the multiplayer. Because uh, Joseph Staden was talking about this. He was saying um, that they wanted to make sure that this was a campaign that people finished because they looked at their numbers of previous campaigns. And this to me is surprising, but most people didn't finish the campaigns, which is crazy to me because the Halo campaigns are some of the best in the history of video games and in first person shooters. So I don't know, <laughs> I guess people just, they get through it. They start playing multiplayer and they don't go back to the campaign. But I think that it will for some people's people who only play campaign not having co-op is going to have a big hit. Like I know for me, I really wanted to play co-op right at launch on day one. I'm disappointed in it, but I'm still going to play it by myself at least the first time through. And then once they launch co-op, I will play it again. But there will be people out there who are just like, you know what? I'm not even going to touch this thing until co-op is out there because I don't want to play this alone. I think you will see that. And then with the forge delay, I would never really got into forge too much. So I don't know 
the like how big the community is around Halo's Forge, but I know that it is relatively big, and there are some people who literally just go just to just to use Forge, just to build stuff, and and I think that um, again that's going to have a hit as well. I think both of them will have some sort of impact, but I don't think it's going to be so severe that the game is going to die or anything like that. You may not even notice that that much, to be honest, because like I said, the majority of people are going to be playing multiplayer. What's more important is them bringing multiplayer content consistently throughout this first six months, throughout the season one. They have, I know there's three events that they have lined up, but I think they may need to even bring more than that because people are going to finish off those weekly fractures relatively fast. I know I did mine decently fast and I'm not that great at multiplayer. Like I'm okay. But there are some people that are literally have the time to play this thing 24-7 who are going to finish off those challenges super fast. And I think that's going to be the thing that they're going to have to combat through uh, the first the first season. So I'll leave that one there. And then we're going over here to the next uh, question. It's Cade Forever. And it says, so that Xbox documentary has me thinking just how far into the ugly will they go? One of the big mysteries of Xbox is what exactly happened with Faza Studios that led to its closure. Jordan Weissman, the former studio head, has, stared, has stated the closure happened because of culture sabotage. Jordan has never gone into details about that quote, what that quote means. However, Phil has stated that the Faza Studios is one of the biggest regrets in Xbox history, so it must be very significant. And yeah, you know what? Uh, Xbox was new when when they were around. Like they had just kind of started with the OG Xbox, and they made some incredible games. The Mexal games, Crimson Skies, one of the the best OG Xbox games out there. Uh, Shadow Run in two thousand and seven was, I believe, their last game before they close. And I remember Shadow Run like it was yesterday. That game, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the the different abilities you had within the game. And it was the problem with that game was just there was not enough like content. It was just the first, it was just a multiplayer shooter, and I guess they were charging full price for it. But I remember playing and having a lot of fun with Shadowrun for a decent amount of time. This, but you know, it didn't do well, it didn't sell very well. I think it sold like a hundred thousand copies or something on on sixty, I want to say, and then it didn't do very well on PC, or it could be reversed. I'm not sure. And then it closed down, and that's all we really know. At least that's all I really know. If there's more information out there that you guys know, let me know. But uh, if he did say the culture sabotage stuff, maybe they will talk about it. I don't think, I honestly don't think that they would. Phil Spencer wasn't, like, I don't know if he was a part of that or or whatever. I don't think, was he around in, in 2007 with Xbox? He's been with Xbox for a very long time, but I don't know if they'll get into it. It'll be very interesting to see if they do, though. I want to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I hope it's not really, like, censored too much where they're going to withhold information that they could they could tell us, but they don't want to look bad, you know? I hope they don't do that. I hope they really get into the weeds and, and just show us where Xbox came from, you know, right right from the beginning. And then the third question here from Unity2012, what are your favorite Halo games or missions? So this one, I, I honestly love all the Halo games, but my favorite game I have to go with is Halo 3. It has to be Halo 3 for me because the campaign, they finish the fight, they, they close the story holes and the loops and all that kind of stuff off of the cliffhanger from Halo 2. It was just an amazing, amazing campaign. So many great moments in it. 
and the multiplayer it might be well before halo infinite at least we'll see how good halo infinite becomes was my favorite multiplayer and i remember spending hours and hours on that thing um i was in high school when halo 3 came out i remember skipping that day of high school and um i re- i remember my friend's mom actually like for some reason allowed us to skip high school or leave leave early and had bought all of us copies of Halo 3 and we went back and literally played for hours. It was just a, such a cool launch day and every day after school just getting on Xbox Live and, and playing with my friends. Big Team Battle was huge in Halo 3. It was just unreal. So it's got to be Halo 3 but I also have to admit that I've played every single Halo campaign multiple times except for Halo Reach and I actually just recently beat Halo Reach when I th- maybe recently as in like the last five years. And I don't know why I never played that game when it first came out because that game, maybe it's a recency thing, but I love Halo Reach. It's up there as one of my favorite Halo games. And I think the reason I didn't play it was because when it first came out, I got relatively mediocre reviews, which is why I say don't listen to reviews. Just go play the games if you're interested in them. If it's something you've been waiting to play and you're, you're super into whatever concept is coming out, just play it. Don't just listen to one person's review on it. And that's what I did with Halo Reach, and that was a big mistake because I loved it. So that brings me over to my favorite missions. And my favorite missions, now there are so many great missions. I would have to replay all the games once again to really like remember all of the great missions because there are so many. I don't, uh, my memory isn't that great. But when I read this question, the first two that came to my mind were the Covenant mission in Halo 3, one of the, probably the greatest mission in the entire series, just because how Everything that was in it, you did everything in there. You, you had amazing gunplay, amazing environments, amazing vehicular combat, scarabs, and then the incredible cutscene and story elements at the end of that mission. I'm not going to spoil it because maybe somebody hasn't played Halo 3 yet, even though it's been out forever, but uh, it just had it all. And then the Pillar of Autumn mission in Halo Reach. I absolutely love that mission. It, the vehicles kind of getting around in that, in that mission and just how fun it was and how big it was as well. Kind of similar components to the Covenant mission. So I would say those two are up there as my favorite missions, but there's definitely so many. Go over if I replayed it, like Halo CE, arriving on Halo, just so iconic. Like that mission opens up, to me at least, it opened up my, my world and my eyes to what FPS games could potentially be like in the future, really. Because it was it was a semi-open world, you kind of could go and traverse in any way possible. So it was really really cool. So jumping over here, the first thing is the video capture and sharing features on Xbox. So right now, on your Xbox Series controller, that little the middle button there, where you can click once to take a screenshot, hit it, and hold it to take video capture, and you have the option to select like up to the last 45 seconds of your video clip. I've actually been using a lot lately with Halo Infinite. Every time anything even remotely cool happens, I make sure you get the, the uh, video capture of that. But there are a lot of issues with it. I am not that well versed in these issues. I don't look, I haven't looked too deep into them, but let me know in the comments below what you guys think about this. But I think there's a lot of like coloring issues. I think the resolution sometimes isn't perfected. The HDR stuff is, is kind of weird on it. So I think that's stuff that needs to be improved as well as maybe adding some editing features to it. But it looks like they are looking into this. They have been hearing the feedback from the community on the DVR 
uh, features on the Xbox. And Jason Ronald on last week's Iron Lord podcast talks about this and says, it's definitely a priority and says, the one area, the capture and share experience that I wish we were able to make more progress on this year than we were able to. Because obviously it's 1080p right now. I think they've talked about like kind of maybe trying to upgrade that. I'm not 100% sure, but they haven't made any changes to the DVR. And it's something that a lot of people have talked about, a lot of people want. And especially with Halo Infinite out right now, I think that they really make sure that they get this fixed and upgraded so that it's easy to use and share because people are continuously sharing clips and a lot of people aren't playing on their pc where they have it connected to a system that can can record it and they just want to be able to do it right through their xbox and he continues on here saying in the interview that they have made some changes and some improvements to the reliability and the quality of the captures but they definitely hear the feedback and know that they want people to know that they are still working on it and have work to do there so overall i mean this is a good thing he acknowledges the problems people are having he acknowledges that it's something that they are still looking at so if you're somebody who's still waiting on dvr capture upgrades it's going to be coming eventually. I mean, there's so many things that they are working on. They got to really prioritize what's the most important thing, probably going down a huge list. And, and sometimes things get pushed further and further away. I'm assuming just like system updates, um, just reliability of the system, just basic, like quick resume stuff that they were working on previously. All that probably took major precedence, 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 precedence over, uh, the sharing and the video capture quality, but I think I think it should be a priority right now. Like, like I said, with Halo Infinite and Forza, I mean Forza Horizon Five is the best looking game this year, in my opinion. So you got to make sure that you're getting the best quality videos out there to show off, and it doesn't only benefit the users. It, if you have a great video capture and a great uh, screenshot capture on your console, it helps you as for free marketing because it makes your content look just that much better when somebody sees it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully this gets done pretty fast. So I just wanted to quickly go over that and let you know, guys, that, that they are still looking at it. Now we'll jump over here to Phil Spencer. And he had a bunch of quotes this week. He, I think he did a bunch of interviews. But this is one that I, I didn't talk about. And I think it's pretty interesting. And it's about the pipeline of Xbox, their content and all that kind of stuff. And the future and not and the new ideas that eventually will be coming out from Xbox. So we know right now, like there's so much content to come. We haven't even seen the beginning, really the the bulk of it. We've we've seen Forza Horizon Five and Halo Infinite, both outstanding, and it's their first real uh, first party exclusives to be released on the Xbox Series X and S. So if you think about those are well-established studios within Xbox. They're well-established teams and, and IPs and franchises. And they knocked it out of the park. You, like, you can't even... It, all of the arguments that they're Xbox games, there aren't quality. It's, it's over now, especially with this showing, I think. And again, just the beginning. And then we look forward to 2022. We have Starfield in November. That's going to be the biggest one. The first, I guess... Well, it depends on when Redfall comes out because that's supposed to be coming out in in 2022 as well. But the Bethesda Studios being a part of Xbox game series are, games are going to start dropping on the platform and we're really going to see if they are the exact same. I'm sure Starfield, there isn't going to be too much like 
additional resources and work from the xbox game studios acquisition because that game has been in development for a very long time so maybe something like redfall uh arcane is a smaller studio within the bethesda the bethesda studios or the Zenimax studios so maybe a team like arcane is really going to benefit more from the additional resources money and all that kind of support that that microsoft is going to be bringing over maybe we'll see it pay dividends for that game Maybe because of the support, the game comes out faster. It's more ambitious, all that kind of stuff. And Phil Spencer was just talking about the future of Xbox, and he had a really interesting thing to say about Horizon 3. These are just like the time frames that they consider uh, when it comes to Xbox. So Horizon 1 would be immediate future. Horizon 2 would be two to three years away. And Horizon 3 would be up to 10 years away. And Phil Spencer says this. We started a bunch of Horizon 3 things a few years ago. Project xCloud was one of those. Game Pass was another one. The thing I'm excited about now is we're doing the same thing. We're filling, we're, we're refilling, <laughs> we're filling, we're refilling the pipe. What's our Horizon 3 stuff? What are the things that five or 10 years from now we're going to be so happy that we started today? We've got to be constantly pushing the boundaries of what we're doing because gamers will always demand more. We've got to be out there investing in that. And that's really interesting to three to see because Horizon Three, like he said, we are getting the benefits of that from what two thousand and uh, two thousand and twelve, two thousand and eleven. They started thinking about this stuff. I'd say 2013 is probably where they really started thinking about that stuff when Phil Spencer started to get more into it and then eventually becoming the head of Xbox and pitching all of these things that we have today, like Game Pass, like xCloud, and the backwards compatibility stuff was probably a part of it, making sure that we had consoles that preserved games, the, the compatibility of like all the accessories, uh, the just everything that we have right now, the uh, the cloud on your console on the Xbox One, they probably were thinking about, well, xCloud is going to be part of Horizon 3. We want to make sure that in the next generation of consoles, people are going to still be able to utilize their Xbox Ones if they haven't been able to upgrade to the, the, the Series X and Series S yet. So all of these things were far in the future thoughts back in 2013. And everything that they have come up with or at least things that made the cut have all been just awesome. So it's going to be, it's really exciting to think if Phil Spencer is still in charge, that's going to be another thing, right? Phil Spencer may not be in charge of Xbox in the next generation, the next, next one of the, the uh, platform. So he's going to have to hopefully leave when he does leave Xbox, a book, a paper, anything with all of his ideas for horizon three coming up because his outlook on xbox when he took over has really paid off with game pass and xcloud and in the future we're going to be getting a streaming stick soon we're going to be getting a smart tv and hopefully his ideas transfer over to the next person coming in or the next person coming in has worked with phil spencer for so long that they kind of learn from him and that they have the same outlook on what gamers want the the consumer friendliness the open ecosystem to play anywhere, all that kind of stuff, and they transfer that over to the future of Xbox. Who knows what it'll be, though? But I think it will be highly based in in cloud technology and whatever new 
tech stuff is going to be coming out in, in 10 years from now. I mean, it, I, I don't really foresee too many big consoles like the Series X again in the future, but I think there will always be a box of some sort that that you can easily just hook up to your TV and connect a controller to and just have that interface that just gives you that console experience that makes it just super easy to use and differentiates from playing on PC or from a smart TV app and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think that that would be something smart to have, but it probably would just be like a little streaming box. We'll have to wait and see with how that goes. But, but what they've done right now with, with xCloud and with Game Pass will we'll set it up very well for the future. And just, and just the, the big difference when you think about the ease of consoles, people always think like that they're releasing games on PC that was going to kill the console. That obviously didn't happen. It obviously didn't happen. In fact, it boosted the consoles. It boosted the Series X and S, releasing the first-party games on PC as well. People want that easy experience. People want that cheaper, easy-to-jump-into box where they can play everything and not have to think about installing drivers and all this kind of stuff. I was trying to play Halo Infinite the other night on my PC with some friends, and I sat in the lobby for about an hour just waiting for everyone to update their drivers, figure out why their game crashed 10 times, figure out why their sound wasn't working and all this kind of stupid stuff playing, trying to play Halo Infinite on PC. And I was just like, man, I literally just turn on my Series X and Series S and I'm into a game under five minutes. And, and that's something that I don't think PC will ever replace, at least in the near future. And that's a big selling point for consoles for a lot of people. So I think there will always be some sort of easy to access box like that but how much hardware will be in that box that's only the future can tell so they're thinking about horizon 3 they're looking at ideas and that's exciting because phil spencer has really been he's catapulted xbox to the next level with cloud gaming and with with uh, xbox game pass so i'm excited to see i can't think about 10 years from now i'll be a, a very old gamer then but they will probably be playing games all the time so we'll jump over here to the last article I want to talk about today. This is the Xbox Series S. Black Friday sales and it being the most popular game console on Black Friday 2021. And it's not surprising to me. This may be surprising to some people, but there are a couple of reasons why this isn't surprising to me. The first reason, it's obviously more accessible. There are more units out there. The second reason, the Xbox Series S for people buying their kids, their family members, their brothers, their sisters, anyone in their family, a console for Christmas is the absolutely most no-brainer purchase decision out there because of the price, because you can play a lot of those very popular free-to-play shooters on it with 60 frames per second. You're playing on a monitor too like it's just an absolute it's the absolute perfect device for that kind of stuff and according to so let's take a look what does the article say here it says the 300 xbox series s console from microsoft according to adobe digital economy index is dominating sales on black friday so they say though sony's playstation 5 and microsoft's xbox series x and nintendo switch oled models remain the most highly sought after consoles chip shortages and high demand have rendered them nearly impossible to find 
The Xbox Series S, on the other hand, is readily available at a variety of retailers right now, like GameStop and Best Buy. Among the over 1 trillion visits to U.S. retail stores measured by Adobe, the Xbox Series S was among the top-selling item thus far for Black Friday 2021. And you got to think about this, too. It didn't go on sale. It's the same price as the launch last year. There wasn't a price cut on the Series S or anything like that. There was no deal, at least that I saw. So unless maybe there were bundle deals in other parts of the world or in the United States somewhere, I'm not sure, but I don't think there were any deals for it. And just before the Black Friday, they announced the Fortnite and Rocket League bundle, which I when I saw that, I was like, this is genius. This is a super smart marketing move by Xbox. Just, you know, put slap Fortnite on, on the box, slap Rocket League on the box. You know how many kids are going to be unwrapping and no offense to any adults out there that play Fortnite and Rock League. I'm sure there are a ton. I don't play them. So it's not for me. But you know how many kids are going to be unwrapping the Xbox Series S under their Christmas tree? Because they want to play Fortnite. They want to play Rock League. Or they, they're playing right now on, I don't know, their phone or something. Who knows? And uh, their parents walk in to GameStop, to Best Buy, and they see those two games on the, the cover. Uh, or the box i mean it's a no-brainer especially with the price of 300 dollars. for a lot of people that for it's like it's it's a lot of money but for a lot of people 299 for a brand new console is just such a price you can't ignore you just can't and with halo infinite coming out the marketing is going to be ramped up too kids are going to want to play halo infinite and they don't have a pc best way to get kids to be playing halo infinite or you play Forza Horizon will be to pick up an Xbox Series S. So it makes complete sense why this thing is flying off the shelves and it makes complete sense why uh, Xbox should be ramping up the production for this Series S, especially in the holiday seasons because lots and lots of parents and like I said earlier, siblings and all those type of people are going to be jumping into these stores to try to pick one of these up for Christmas. And I don't think they're just doing it because it's the only option out there or it is the second best option. I think it's just too appealing of a bundle in price for a lot of people. So it continues on here and says it certainly doesn't hurt the series s is just 300 dollars, at least 100 less than the competition and 200 less in some cases and is capable of playing the holidays biggest game forza horizon 5 halo infinite and call of duty vanguard and it, that's it right there 300 bucks you're playing the biggest next gen I keep saying next gen we're year into this generation but the biggest games right now and it's as similar to Sony PlayStation 5, which comes in two versions. The Series S is an all-digital console, meaning that it doesn't have a Blu-ray disc drive to play games. The only way to buy games is digitally through the Xbox digital storefront. And I think most people these days are playing and buying games digital. They don't really care too much about the physical games. A lot, at least a lot of the younger generation, older people like myself. I, I've gone pretty much digital, I want to say because I have a Series S and a Series X, and I like to be able to access my games on both. But on things like Black Friday, where the physical versions are like $10 cheaper than the digital versions, I, I, go, with, I go with the physical. But generally, I will go digital. And then you have another thing like the form factor of it. It's so tiny. So that's just appealing as well. It takes up less space on the shelf. And uh, yeah, fits, it could fit into like somebody's bedroom or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm not surprised by this, and I, I can foresee this happening in the future, even if like the Series X and the PlayStation 5 are available on shelves. I think that it's going to be the loss leader. It's going to be, well, I, I don't know if they're losing money on it, but it's going to be the bulk of sales for, for Xbox for a long time because 
of that appealing price and game pass and all that kind of stuff and here's the thing if you're somebody who doesn't know anything about the video game industry or you're a parent you don't know what xbox game pass is you're still you're gonna go into a store look at the series s see the price of it and then someone's going to tell you about game pass and then it just adds even more value to it as well so it's cool to see i love my series s i've been playing halo on my series s more than i've been playing it on my series x i have it plugged into my monitor and i just need the 60 fps and great and this hasn't hindered my, my experience at all and a lot of kids and a lot of people are going to be doing that with first person shooters. They just want to have that thing connect to their monitor and the series S is capable of playing all those, those big first person shooters. That's, that's another reason why I think I'm going to continue to fly off this show. Let me know what you guys think about this. And, uh, did you pick up a series S on black Friday or did you were lucky enough to get a series X, even though there were no deals on any of these consoles next year? I think there will be, I think there will be price cuts or some sort of deal next black Friday. Well, uh, maybe not, you know, because the demand is so, I take that back, because the demand is so high, the supply is in there, maybe they won't need to make price cuts on any of these for a very long time. But yeah, that's it, that's the uh, sh the show today, it's a little bit of a shorter show, but um, let me know what you guys think about all the stuff in the comments below. I reached uh, 6,000 subscribers this week, so thank you very much for all of the support, it's been, been a really awesome week and just overall adventure with this channel, and uh, yeah, again, thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll catch you in the next video.